coming up on Just Eldridge Podcast. What's up, family? It's your boy Eldridge. Uh, I know today you were looking forward to having another Just Eldridge episode, <clears throat> but today we're going to switch it up. Um, as I told you all last week, we launched Just Eldridge Media, and our goal was to create... Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just Eldridge Media, our goal is to launch new content, new shows, new things, and... Um, we actually, for the last week, we've all been kind of on break, and today we want to give y'all something new. Um, today we are launching one of our newest shows, the Why Black Man Why podcast. For those that don't know, Why Black Man Why was one of the most popular series on the Just Elders podcast, and we decided to end that and bring it into its own standalone show. I'm super excited to introduce you, the Why Black Man Why podcast, hosted by yours truly, Keith and Mark, <clears throat> look, with that being said, y'all enjoy this episode. I just want to give a big shout out to all of our newest Patreon supporters. Thank you for coming on. If you have not signed up for the Patreon, make sure you do it because you are missing out on perks, benefits, merch, and a lot of different things. So shout out to everybody that is a part of the family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're going to release y'all something real sexy this week that you're going to enjoy exclusively for you and we created a private facebook group as well so if you are a patreon make sure you join that facebook group i'll be posting some stuff in there as well thank y'all very much enjoy this show leave us comments uh rate review you know how to do it thank you ready born ready What's up? It's your boy Elger. You are tuning to another episode of the Why Black Man Why podcast, Elevated Barbershop Talk, hosted by yours truly, L. Mark. Thank <laughs> <And> you. <laughs> <laughs> we still working on that shit. Straight, <laughs> straight trash. We yeah, still working yeah, on that shit. Trash. <laughs> but it's coming through, man. I'm super excited, man. This is actually a, a important episode, and we got a dope brother that's coming on with us. For sure. um, let me just bring him in. Uh, this guy, I met him. Probably about, I know y'all don't probably heard of and seen his work. Dude be doing a lot of crazy shit. Um, was that last year? Yeah. Last year? Yeah. Um, gathering Spot. Yep. Gathering Spot. It was before that, right? We got, we was. We I think was we've seen that. each other. I think the Gathering Spot was just. All right. I think just I, a I seen you. Yeah, I think I seen right. you the most. Yeah. But it was, I think it was before that. Um, brother, honestly, was truly just giving the most game to influencers out here in Atlanta. Like, if you really was like trying to be an influencer or trying to like leverage this thing we call culture this brother was like helping you turn that into a business if that makes sense uh had a bit i had a movement called the inner cool in a cool movement you know what I'm cool yep in a cool uh from there um just leveraged his skill set his network end up getting on um moved to new york well, yep. you, well you had sony right yep yep sony music and what you do with sony i do hip-hop and r&b marketing See, so I'll let you know, like, they don't found him off of that. He don't did his thing. And now, officially in the product business. Yeah. Just coming off that Master P talk, that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, what's the name of your business you started? It's called Manhattan Gray. Manhattan Gray. Yeah. With that being said, y'all give it up for my big brother, my friend, Mr. Kerry Classic. Appreciate y'all having me on, too, bro. It means a lot to me, man. Thank you for sharing your platform. Yeah, man. It's all of us. All of us are entrepreneurs, dog. Uh, uh, you know, good thing your boy Nas dropped something, so you know what that means. 
<laughs> Jay Z got to try Had some. To. Damn, every time. <laughs> Shit. Hey, that was my first time hearing that. I ain't into music. That, is that a real thing? I've been seeing everybody say. Hell that. yeah, it's a real thing. Like so, every time Nas drops something, it just so happens. It just so happens. Now, I hope the pettiest in the game. I'm gonna start paying attention to it more. I don't think. I never knew that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I actually they, like, uh, zeroed in on. I, I can't remember the whole rundown, but for the past four, so they still met. Fuck Jay Z. Well, for the past four Nas out. Uh, Projects, either either Jay Z dropped something or him and Beyonce oh, dropped something. Because yeah. they dropped that Carter's last. They trying time. to mute my man. Basically, slick it worked because we're not talking about Nas today. We're talking about Jay Z. Well, it, it, I don't know. This time, I think Jay Z might have lost. Cause we're, I mean, we're talking about Jay Z, but Nas. This album is real good. I heard like, this is like the first time Nas album has kind of been in like everybody's earwaves like and it's this. called king disease king's disease king's disease it's supposed to be off of uh they said like it's gout basically it's like after you it, it consume a lot of rich foods and you're just being lethargic and you know basically <laughs> just consuming a lot you yeah. know what i'm saying so it's, it's kind of deep that's dope i ain't ran it yet i'm gonna check it out though. I, I, I listen like everybody tell you i don't really listen to music like when these niggas start talking about music on the podcast what i do Look at my phone. <laughs> Unless it's old school music. <laughs> like, I don't even be in it. So, uh, now, nah, man, today we wanted to talk about, you know, the Why Black Man Why podcast is Elevated Barbershop Talk, where brothers just have necessary conversations about why and how we do things. Okay. Uh, I guess the question today is, uh, why is entrepreneurship so important for black men? Ownership. I think, I think, um, shoot, I think it's about ownership. You know, I think that, um, We've we're kind of in these spaces to where the institution is set up to where we exchange time for money on a consistent basis. You know what I'm saying? Versus taking our intellectual property, which is which is rooted in culture because that's our lifestyle, right? So I think black culture is what makes mainstream shit hot. Right. You know and there's actual data and facts behind that type of conversation. Yeah. You know, like uh, Nielsen talks about when black people embrace certain products and or, uh, you know, our likeness is poured over something, it kind of has this halo effect because where it, it spreads over. You know what I'm saying? That's the influence of hip-hop. Right. Right. So we, when we're telling our stories and telling our narrative and pouring our culture in the form of intellectual property of, of our mindset and our experience and, and who we know and where we go to eat and how we dress and why we dress like this and why we wear this hat like this, that all is being productized outside of our outside of our purview you know what i'm saying and then and then we're backtracking trying to figure out how do we retain ownership of our natural state of being prime example biggest free a great answer bro. marketing promo that's why i said i got a promise them for that the biggest marketing promo that black people has ever done and we had on none of that shit was what the Popeye's, 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 Popeye's oh, yeah, oh, chicken yeah. fucking sandwich oh, yeah. yeah. but i'm talking about like i don't even know how that shit just like like niggas don't realize they still sell the sandwich now. Yeah. Like there were times when people were running out of sandwiches. Yeah. They're still selling the sandwich now. That is, there's not long lines. Black they're Twitter. Not Black, I was just gonna say that. Black shit. Twitter. Black Twitter made that shit. Jay Z said that. it ain't real. Yeah. So so what's what is Black Twitter? Describe that for the people. It, I mean, it's just where black people congregate it's them, it's them <laughs> fucking cool kids all the cool kids in high school that used to like tell ones. us what to wear the funny like ones. all yeah. them motherfuckers witty. met each other the, online witty. that's <laughs> what it is like now so twitter is all about being witty like if you're funny if you have something like interesting to say about a topic 
you're gonna win on Twitter. So like those people are the loudest and thus black Twitter. So so like, in the in the lyric, Jay Z says, Black Twitter, what's that? When Jack gets paid, do you? For everyone Gucci, support two FUBUs. So we say that to say, all right, so we got black Twitter, back to entrepreneurship. What really is black Twitter if we haven't harnessed that power to elevate more black businesses? I understand you know that. Because black Twitter, in a sense, I mean, I, I even hear it sometimes on some shows now. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, black Twitter will cancel you. And it's like. Yeah. How do you really monetize black there, Twitter? There though? you go. It's really just our culture, you know, in text form that's just the way that people can write up like what we experience on a day-to-day basis like you said that's the cool people in high school like that's your cousin in them now like that's that's just them so like, th- this this is what one thing i would say about jay-z because like he said when jack get paid do you right mm-hmm. so if black twitter was really controlled and ran completely by us why is it so hard to get people to go over to another platform right or has there anybody that tried like for combos well, before Convos, there is a person who tried. There's actually an app. Uh, and Convos is uh, our boy Chameleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to mention that. Yep. Um, there is an app. I don't know if it's still around, but they attempted it a year and a half ago called Blackbird. Where I do remember Blackbird. They tried to get I all the that. black Twitter members. And to they didn't get me. And they didn't get anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, that, but Blackbird would have been the source of black Twitter. And then through that, maybe you could have leveraged it you know but like you said how do you monetize it i don't know if it's a monetizing thing i don't, I think it's more of a promotion thing like how do we get how do we get black twitter to promote carriage manhattan gray and see, like I, they don't want to like i feel like it don't happen unless it's like all right boom like i don't fuck with this nigga like so fuck your project like they'll they'll say fucking nobody right you know what i'm saying they're like fuck you like whoever you are um or Sisters be doing good. They do. They be do, like like me and keep talking about this all the time. Sisters do a really good job at supporting other sisters' businesses. Black girl magic, like like even that in itself. Like what is the the man version? Black boy joy, like that. We don't we don't really have something that we embrace as well. Like like the sisters do. Like so that's what we got to figure out too as men. Like uh, I feel like our sisters they have laid a blueprint of what it looks like to embrace each other online culturally and we gotta figure out how do we do that to brothers i know i try to live that lifestyle and i try to support brothers and their businesses and stuff but like overall on the internet are we really just like yes king <laughs> like get your coins king like like what what does that look like for us i don't know i don't know to, i don't know to be honest i think the way i translate black twitter is it's just a collective voice of black influence right so if if it's 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 only a an opinion based platform, you know what I mean. So like, you have to actually get your thought out. So if we all collectively rally behind something in its favor or against it, we have the influence enough to build or destroy. And I think that's just where it comes down to picking our battles and and um, being selective where we put our influence on what, what we put our influence behind. Mm. But it's, that's hard to again. That's hard to steer. You know what I mean? It's hard to steer right. influence. It's hard right. to to calculate, you know what I'm saying, or manipulate right. influence for Once real. again, it's a collective. It's so a collective. it's like, you know, if one person likes a product or in, is endorsing one product, but that same collective, there's another person or another people, you know, other people that do not like it, then does black Twitter fully support that? 
But Does that make sense? Like the question I'm asking. How I see it is, there's two ways, right? You have organic, right, where it's like people just naturally. Organic to me is Cardi B before white people found Cardi B, right? Like Cardi B, when your shorty come tell you about, hey, do you watch Love and Hip Hop? Have you seen this girl Cardi B? She's yeah, so yeah, like a Cardi, so Cardi B and Love and Hip Hop was like pre white people, like like, like pre white people. Because I, I only found out about Cardi B from my homegirls. And I'm like, okay, well, she is cool. She's even when she was on her political stuff back then, it was a little bit more real, right? Yeah. Then white people found it. Mm. Now that goes from being organic marketing to now we can put it in your face. We can have like, every like, show. Look, look. Can, this is how you knew. This is how you knew. Like it, white people discovered it. Like when she trademarked. The, oh like, that's, man, that's that's that was the beginning of the commercialism. Like, like, and, and nothing wrong with that. That go back to the ownership thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's it's more so like now. It's not that authentic. This is just who I am. It's the strategic business side of it. You know? But it should be at that point because the organicness, the organic piece of that was her natural state of being. Right. So the way that she says that, right, right. and then it became viral or became mainstream because now you got a, everybody saying this shit, <laughs> right? And then to have the wherewithal or somebody on her team to have the wherewithal to be like, oh, let's see if we can actually own that. Because technically we made this shit up. And right. if we have the power to own that, because, like, okay, think about it when c- Cash Money and them, if they could have m- trademarked Bling Bling. You know what I'm saying? They missed that boat. Bur- Birdman will tell you, he said it in plenty of interviews. He he missed that opportunity right. to, to trademark Bling Bling. 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 They made yeah, that shit P, up. They uh, uh, trademark. Uh. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things you just can't trademark just off the strength of it being so common that right. you just can't trademark it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Bling Bling yeah. could be trademarked. Trade, that could have been trademarked. I, I yeah. love when, when Birdman said that shit. That shit was so funny. If I would have known better, I would have trademarked that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Cardi B having the wherewithal of somebody on her team to be like, yo, let's let's shoot our shot. That's the that's the piece of the ownership that I'm talking about. Right. So that team that you talk about, and I only ask this because you say you um you you're at Sony right now marketing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So does that person come from her label, or is that somebody who built up with her like organically? I don't know. It could have been anybody. I mean, right. it could have been the homeboy was like, "Yo, man, try to," you know, what I'm saying somebody who just knew better. Right. It right. could have been anybody who knew better. Because, because to that point, um, <clears throat> six nine right the trayway when he mm-hmm. screams that. You know, that's trademarked by somebody's mom. Um, I listened to the, they had a Spotify podcast. The One of the blood members, their mother, when they shot the first video, mm-hmm. that that was her house, right? She heard them screaming it. She saw 6 9 getting on. She got a lawyer and trademarked it. Smart. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? For, and for dangerous. Him. <laughs> she, but no, no. But it's not dangerous for her because she's getting just paid off of she that screen. She's getting paid off the name. They, found, they yeah. ended up finding that out through the court documents because they were trying to like pin certain things on certain right. people and then they're like man she don't even own, he don't even own that part this lady owns it and you hear her come on the podcast like yeah I heard them screaming it out so she did what's smart enough to do somebody who know better that's so it. we gotta pay her for Treyway <laughs> if they keep screaming that shit and it gets commercialized they gotta pay that lady <laughs> <laughs> alright so so let's go to the uh, the video entrepreneur man uh, everybody seen it right yeah I just yeah. watched it. Yeah. Uh, man I love that shit like one thing I will say, uh, Pharrell and Jay did, they did capture all of our businesses. Like, I'm talking yeah. about, and I knew a couple of business owners in there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I did too. Uh, the two young brothers, the little, uh, delivery business, yeah. uh, yep. they, they, Black they, they yeah. yeah, Black and Mobile, they in Philly. I knew that I met yeah. them through We Buy Black at the convention. Yeah. Um, like, they had the brothers hustling the dresses, the baby boy dresses on the street. Yeah. Like, Beatrice. I, 
Honeypot was in there. So uh-huh. I I love that he showed all of our businesses, right? But one thing, um, what I want to do is, because I'm learning this when I'm working with We Buy Black, a lot of our businesses are still just on this solopreneur, like, hustle mindset. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we, you always know who get it, right? When Kerry came out with his product, like, you know he's a marketing guy. The way it looked, the way it feel, what he named it, like, but we all ain't got that, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like we have, I've spent more time than most people on just studying the data of black businesses, right? And, like, like I know all the statistics of how many we have, why they fell in, how they fell in. But one thing I'm really not understanding is how are we really going to take our business acumen to the next level of all of our businesses for us to really begin? Because ownership is important, but, like, Owning the land, I we get that. That's instant wealth. Like, you know, owning buildings, instant wealth. But, like, I can own this car wash thing, but how does that turn to legacy for my family? You know what I mean? And that's what I want to get our people to because I feel like we're starting a whole bunch of businesses where we're just replacing our jobs. We really ain't business owners. we just replacing the little hustle from our employment. Hey, you probably could have came out better right. just doing your job. Like, how do we build a wealth? Right. So, the yeah, and the question is how do we build wealth, but how do we get that knowledge to everybody, to the masses? Like, that same question you just asked, right. how do we get that out? You know what I'm saying? Not even what's the answer, because we all pretty much, like, you know what I'm saying, like, feel like we understand what the answer might be, how to build wealth. You know what I mean? But, like, how do we get this story out to the masses? Like, what do we, like, I feel like that's the question. I honestly believe it's, it's out. I think we ain't looking for it. Mm keep it a stack i think it's out like i'm self-taught bro i I don't i had no no background in hair product nothing i just knew that when i went to go look for the shit i ain't find it Mm. you know what i'm saying and i didn't see anything that resonated with me it was a bunch of white dudes on the box talking about some silver fox shit you know what I'm saying? I was like, don't none of this apply. <laughs> don't none of this apply to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Richard I, products. I got on the internet. And so, so for the people that don't know, what's your product? It's called Manhattan Gray. It's a um, vegan uh, moisture pomade for gray hair. That shit sound important. Right. So what's a pomade? Because I'm I'm not even hit. Pomade was hit. just like um you know like Murray's grease my nigga. <laughs> He's trying to say professional greasy, my nigga. All right, that's how I understand. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I just needed to translate. Yeah, bro. yeah. yeah. Nah, you got to nah, translate nah, that for me. I ain't trying to step in your shit. I trying to hold you, bro. Nah, you good, bro. I let him describe it. I like the way you did it. That shit sounds so sophisticated. Nah, you good. Nah, you good. That's just me being, you know what I'm saying? And still a marketer, right? Yeah, I'm a marketer, so I talk that talk. But like, yeah, it's hair grease, bro, to keep it a stat. It's just, it's just, it's an all-natural hair grease. It's not, um... I wanted to make sure that uh, it wasn't nothing harmful, so there's no alcohols or um, sulfates or none of that. You know what I'm saying? None of that shit in it. No chemicals in it. It's uh, it's a very basic ingredient. Are you cooking mixture. it? Nah. Oh, nah, okay. I went. So, again, like, to your point, I I started from zero. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I knew at, I knew, at least knew enough that there were companies that are considered um, private label or white label companies. Mm-hmm. So they're basically these companies that – behind the scenes who create products for other people to slap brands on. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so you drinking the same water, it's just twelve different bottles. Right. So right. W- what is that called? That's private label. It's called right? private label right. or white, white label. label. So you can literally get on the internet mm-hmm. and say lightweight white label companies hair care. Right. And then you gotta do a little research. So I found fifty of them. Right. I damn near emailed and called every one of them until I found one that was like, yo, we can create it at this this much of a minimum. You only have to get twenty of them. Right. To, to start off, right. it cost this much. There was a black person on the website. A black lady picked up my picked up the phone when I called. You know what I'm saying? So I just felt a little more comfortable because she spoke to me how I needed to be sp- spoken to. Right. It felt like how you know she was a sister because the way she talked to you me. Know it. You know it. You, <laughs> you know, know it. it's a sister, man. You just love it. Yeah, the way she talked to me because I, I, I was very she said honest. That baby at the end. I, I got, all right, baby, I got you. Yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I ain't know nothing about nothing. I called. I was like, I need a product. Um, it's for gray hair. I don't know nothing. I need you to hold my hand through this process, literally. And she just was like, okay, well, what do you want it to do? And I was like, I don't, you know, then I started talking to people. Yeah. The people were like, I don't like st- sticky shit on my hand after I use my hair grease. Cool. So uh, they don't want no sticky after touch. Right, for the listeners, this is called customer discovery. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little <laughs> stuff like that. Just talking to people. I don't, men don't want nothing runny. So they ain't want to get a oil off, off junk. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I Plan to do an oil, beer oil, something like that. But um, I knew men didn't want nothing runny. They don't want a bunch of aftertouch. When you put it in your hair, you don't want to lean back and and there be they coming to America. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want shit on the back of your um on your couch. So I just told her that, and then she told me things that specifically could help she needed me with to get. That. Yep, and I did a little research, like you know, essential oils for gray hair and you know shit like that. From idea to manifestation, how long? And how much, if you don't mind? That's a great question. It took about, um, I started in December uh, 2019. Mm. I launched it officially, publicly, July 31st. So maybe about seven months. Maybe about seven, eight months of, like, me going through the trenches of, like. Research everything. Research. So that's going from zero. From zero. To 100. To to at least I got the thing in my hand Absolutely. and i think i'm all I, I won at that point right so everything beyond this point is to the good right like the thing about that point now you just got to take your number and divide it by the cost of this like right. mm-hmm. what's your freedom number what's gonna get right. you right and now like we talked about this with the master p like now i just gotta sell this that. many right mm-hmm. and win. i'm there but so that, what one thing you said about product though and you know Going back to a few things you said before. Okay, you know, he going to product. Real t- well, I am going to product, but like you know, trading your time for money will never get you rich. Like that's just my theory. That's my my thought. There's no amount of money that you can pay a person to get that person rich for trading your time for money. So next thing, product, right? What you just said was, um, you know, you got that thing in your hand. I was having a conversation because I'm getting ready to start a product business as well. Um, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of my mom friend of mine's mother and i was like you know i'm just trying to get 100 products in and that way i can just get them off my hands and you know what i wanted you to kind of get into was just like um some people look at that as like a issue or as a problem like i got 100 products but like other people look at it as an opportunity so like you know what's the entrepreneurial mindset of like now you got that product in your hand you put seven months of research into it you put x amount of dollars into it how is this an opportunity now instead of a problem? Like, instead of you just, now you have this product that you spent all this time on, you know, like, w- what type of opportunities or, like, what's your mindset behind that? I feel like it's scalable. I feel mm. like the reason that service business are harder, I'm not I'm not against He's service. a marketer. Y'all hear these words. Y'all learning shit. Scalable. Yeah. scalable. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Well, um, charge for this episode. <laughs> y'all wild. Um, 
I, for one, I'm not against service-based business. Right. I learned a lot during my time doing, you know, what I was doing. But I just knew that, to your point, you, it's you you quit a job to own a job. Now you still got to get up and do this shit. And, it's, and if it takes me to do it, whatever I'm doing or whatever I'm selling, people bought into the idea of seeing me public speak or seeing me do shit. So then they was like, okay, well, Carrie, I want you to run this campaign. Right. Right? So it takes me X amount of time, and you're going to pay me X amount of dollars. So there's no way for me to scale that unless I can duplicate myself. And that's why people start hiring. They, they create agencies, and now they got a whole bunch of people that they, they, man, they right. manage. Right. I ain't necessarily want to do that. Right. I was just like, man, this shit is going to – I'd rather pour – my IP again into a product that's tangible so that now it's just a matter of me marketing and promoting it and getting people to buy it on the internet which is available to everybody and all I got to do not all I got to do but now it's my job to figure out the the production process okay there's a manufacturing there's a shipping there's a packaging there's a you know what I'm saying customer experience mm-hmm. once they get it how they feel about it do they like it once they get it can I get them to repeat buy? You know what I'm saying? Shit yeah, like that. I'd rather yeah. work on those problems because I can systematize those. Word. Versus me trying to, if a nigga had to call me every time they wanted to buy Manhattan, great. It's still, it's still taken from my time. I get that. I understand that. That's good. That's good. So uh, do some manifestation on, on the show, man. This time next year, how many units you moving? Shit. I mean, I just want to, uh, that's a good question. I haven't, I haven't thought about that, but my goal was to make, my ho- my goal was to make ten racks within the first like couple months. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I launched in July. Um, if I can get ten bands profit net, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like after after all the expenses have been paid, I've paid the manufacturer, I paid for my jars, I paid for my labels, I paid for my shipping packages and all that shit. And if I can net ten bands by the end of the year, I feel like we on a we. I got a viable situation right. going. You know what I'm saying? And I, is and that I, ten? Well, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, but is that ten you. bands to like pay back what you spent already too? So as far like all profit, I, I would like it to be profit, but I understand what you're saying yeah, because yeah. there was a lot of shit that I did out of my pocket to right. start it. That's what I'm. So mean. I had to get somebody to create the label. Right. I had to get somebody to create the logo. I had to get somebody to make the first shit. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So I'm probably in the whole shit. I don't even want to do it, but I'm probably in the whole <laughs> a couple racks. But I think that again. Um, I think again, if I can make ten bands to the good, I'll still be in. I'll still be in the green. Good. I'll still be in the black. Yeah, that's you know dope. So, that's dope. But that's my goal, ten. I'm gonna ask y'all this question. Um, because I consider myself a fairly new entrepreneur. Mm. I know Mark, this your way of life. Here, I know you get into the product business. E, this is how I met you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what's the number one characteristic you would say that? That uh, that lets you know that you are an entrepreneur. Because there's a bunch of people that think they're entrepreneurs, but what's the one characteristic that lets you know, like, when something happens, this this characteristic kicks in. He's like, I, well, I, I, I'm eating. I'm, I'm glad. Eating. Well, I'm glad you said that, and it, it's going to help me ask another question after this. Uh, but f- the one thing, if you do this, you're an entrepreneur. It, solve problems. If you can learn how to solve problems really well. You're an entrepreneur. Like, that's all entrepreneurship is at root is really solving problems. So, for me, I learned really well. So, you met me in entrepreneurship. And one thing I love about my journey, because you hear me white boys all the time, so, fail, fail fast, fail fast. Like, that's the key to success. But, like, we don't get that privilege. You know what I'm saying? 
white boys get to fail, and they can fail without the stench of failure mm. on them. Bro, you're the first person that showed me that when you showed me how many tech companies have been funded over millions of dollars and completely flop and completely ain't doing shit right now. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just they don't they don't have the same stench of failure. Mm. Like when we fail, like nigga, it's clear. Like, oh, that's that nigga that owned that. That da 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 like like when we fuck up we fuck up so um but one thing I will love about my journey I have tried a lot of shit and I have failed so some people can look at me and be like man that nigga LG be doing too much he he done started spendify he done started mustard he done started investu he done started made like I can name all the businesses I done started but they all came out of me learning how to really well how to solve problems so on this area of my entrepreneurship journey. All I'm doing is being creative on media. Like, I'll, that's all I want to do is just be creative and help other, other entrepreneurs win. So consulting has been cool for me because, like you said, you took your IP and downloaded it into product. I'm just taking my IP and downloading it into other businesses. And I ain't trying to get in the bed with you. I ain't trying to – I don't even – like, I just – let me see the problem. What's, what's, what's your one issue with your system? Well, you said you want to systemize this. I'm going to come in and help you, and I'm out. Like, that's all I'm at right now. I do feel like I'm going to attack another brand soon. But right now, nah, I'm cool. Good yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, I think execution really come down to, to you know what I'm saying, follow through, I would say. Because um, I think execution, is, is a, it tends to be a buzzword, but follow through. You know what I mean? It's easy to, it's easy to have a good idea. You know what I mean? It's easy to be ex- – and this is, I'm, this is me talking about myself. I'm not – like this is me talking about my. It's, I've had a lot of good ideas that I was very excited about, and two, three months into the shit, I either want to do something else, I get <laughs> bored, I get frustrated because the shit ain't moving like I wanted to move, and I've only been working on the shit three months, and I'm already <laughs> trying to try some new shit. You know what I'm saying? So I think that it, um, a, a piece of that comes. Uh, you got to talk about emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it'd be really hard because. You got to stay down with yourself long mm. enough to see the shit through. Facts. In the midst of you being impulsive, frustrated, you know what I'm saying? Broke sometimes. Hung, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit, shit hard. Dick, all that. Shit is hard. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's, That's a good answer. He said stay down with yourself. You got to stay down like with yourself that. long enough to see the shit through. It's shit hard, too. Um, I answer that question with um, being able to like critically think and, mm. I guess, plan critically think slash plan right so i was listening to a, a conversation um i can't remember who it was right now but they were talking about um investing and you know at what point do you go out and seek investors as a small business and you know the answer was sort of on the lines of just kind of like when you're ready a lot of people don't know how to plan as far as like if you get somebody to invest a hundred thousand dollars into you right now, not into your company, but just into you, like you don't even know what your answer is of what you would do with that money. How would you make that back? How would you have some type of return on that? Um, and so, like, I think that you know, being able to plan and and being able to see like a a path to whatever your goal is, um, I think is critical for an entrepreneur. Yeah. Great answers, fellas. Great answers. <laughs> I would say this to you though, Keith. Keith said he a fairly new entrepreneur. And because I've been there from the very beginning of seeing Keith do his, it's one of those things where, like, damn, like, I look back at some of my old businesses, I'm like, damn, I actually was on that shit, but I didn't realize it because I didn't know, right? That studio <laughs> it, shit. <laughs> yeah. 
That, so that's 2012, so. I'm building this. I'm building a studio. I had 3,500 square feet of uh, private studio space. I built it out. I put $50,000 in it. Uh, literally, my rent was 800 a month. Like, my nigga, I was so ahead of the curve. But nobody was on this constant shit like that. And I, didn't, I wasn't getting affirmations from people like, this is it. So I... Like, it's that meme where the dude is digging for the diamonds, and it's like that thin piece of dirt, and he just turned around. My dumb ass turned around. <laughs> like, bro, I was doing <laughs> this shit. So I'm just saying that looking at Keith, like, Keith, in a short amount of time, the clientele that he has brought up, like, nigga, you don't get the clientele uh, repertoire that he has in your first year. I'm like, nigga, you're way ahead of the curve. Like, right. but you gotta have those affirmations around you. Right. So, like, one thing I will say, I did, last question I kind of I have for everybody on the Jay Z video. What I liked about it, it kind of showed like these entrepreneurs doing great things. Like, mm-hmm. this woman was the first woman to do this, or this guy did that. If you had to talk about your industry right now, like, and you could say you were to make X accomplishment, what would that accomplishment be? I go first. Um, my accomplishment would be um, that I changed the the stereotype and the stigma about uh, men's wellness, and specifically black men's wellness. You know what I'm saying? That would be mine. Yeah. Yeah, cause I don't like that. You got to be labeled uh, metrosexual. Or like all that just shit. The, take care. The, like, can't be no man, man. That really take yeah, care man. of yourself. Like, <laughs> we're, gonna change, we're gonna change that stigma, man. I like that. You know. Uh, I mean, I just like. Uh, any big award like a Pulitzer um, for some type of podcast journalism journalism that unfolds here uh, hell possibly a Grammy you know what I'm saying like cause the way they do audio nowadays I could see them saying like podcasting be one of those they don't announce it but you know they send it to you in the mail right. um, something like something compelling like that and especially you know for black male content cause you know I feel like we don't we got to figure out a way to support each other, man. Like we really got to figure out a way. Like carry business should blow up, and it should it should be black men doing it, not like you know how sisters do. Like you know, sisters just for some reason it's they drop something and it just explodes. Like we need that same hey. response, you know. Cool. What's up? What about you? Um, I'm hoping to one day have the actual data and the insight about um. Okay, so let me back. I I believe that the the reason I'm in marketing and advertising and stuff like that is because I believe that marketing and advertising plays a big part of how people perceive the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the images, the audio, the text, the videos that you watch that eventually shape the way you think and the way that you feel. Your thoughts kind of start to react to how you feel, right? And I feel like I want to make a a impact on the representation of minorities in media and marketing material because I feel like the way that major corporations or just, yeah, major corporations or the powers that be show black people in news and in, and you know, when they showing us all fucked up or, or mobbing or doing wild shit, like they're perpetuating a, a narrative about black culture that if you're not a part of black culture, you'll only see this piece. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start to treat black people like this because that's the images that you're fed. Mm. So I'm hoping one day to 
create a vertically integrated business model that also retains and and actually has the data about what that impact is numerically. So if you continue to show this type of imagery to to of black people to these group of people and you ask them 5 years from now how they feel black about black people was that tied back to the images that right. we showed of black people? I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I, my, my, my essentially, my, essentially, I just want to make an impact on the representation of how they show black people in marketing and media material. Are, are there so, any black marketing uh, ad agencies out there, like black owned and operated? I want to say that Team Epiphany is, um, uh, Culture and Curtis okay. out in New York. He, he's real fire. He, uh, I believe that that's, that's black owned. Um, Steve Stout. I believe he that's black owned. Steve Stout. You know, I think he has does translations. Does he own that though, or does he? And he had a company he, uh, called Translations. Okay, but it's not as his company. That's not the one he works for. I don't. Want, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I got to I got to check too. But yeah. I, I believe that. That's something to look into. Yeah, because I be because you know one thing you say about that with us being so influential with culture, music, hip hop. Hey, we be we, we be, should have the number one. We be giving it away because one thing I know about black people too, though. I know every black person isn't an authority on black people either. Right. So I also want to make sure, like you said, to your point, when we have these marketing or these images put out there, I want that to come from black people who know. About black people because, you know, I mean, you see it and you see it too. Like, like when you see these restaurants be sending out these very current tweet lingo, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the something for me. It's the chicken sandwich for me. Like, that was a sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that was somebody that understands. When Wendy's did that mixtape. Right. Yeah, like, it was somebody that was, they don't hire, they were smart enough to hire somebody of the culture to right. do it. But we just need those people now to begin to t- bring that back. And, like, honestly and truly, if we built up an agency of our brilliant and most brilliant minds, you got to come with us. You know what I'm saying? And I and I would almost even love it if there was a connection that we know that every time you see this symbol on a commercial, you know that's our black agency, so our people support it even that much more. So, therefore, the ad people have to spend dollars with our agency because our agency is directly connected to black Twitter. Like, I would like to see an underground network, influencer network like that, but that's a whole nother dream. That's dope. Um, for me, I remember my when I started MADE, uh, you know, it was a leadership development program for middle and high school students. And I just wanted to be a part of a million acceptance speeches. I want to have a million people literally say that I impacted them, whether they read a book or they heard a speech, participated in a program. But since then, I have transformed and scaled that down slash up. Um, so I recently started trying this little pilot called my Young Wolves program. My Young Wolves is where I just take young brothers actually very close to me in a like early 20s and i'm giving them access to everything that i have contacts shortcuts all the stuff that i needed you know what i'm saying because i feel like mentorship is lost after you graduate high school get in college people want to mentor elementary middle school but like when you're an adult you're a grown man but you still trying to figure it out you be out here on your own so I wanted to take those young groups. And my goal, honestly, is with my consulting is to take 10 young brothers and make 10 millionaires. That's what I want. 
I'm with that. I can do that. Sign me up. I want. <laughs> you already in it. You don't even know. Sign me up. <laughs> I, I'm a little past the young twenties, but I, I sign me up. Oh, you know, you, like, but well, we already had a conversation when we all started. Yeah. How we rolling? Yeah. So, um, man, this is good, man. What What I really just want black men that's out there listening and paying attention. Uh, entrepreneurship is key. Ownership is a must. It's not an option. And you ain't got to own your own business, but you got to own some land. You got to own something that is a growing asset because that's the only way we're going to really begin to win and control our communities. What you about to say? Uh, Before y'all wrapped up, I wanted to ask y'all just a yes and no. Do you feel like, because I know they say everybody's not an entrepreneur, but I'm on the strong belief that to be a successful black man in America you have to be an entrepreneur. I don't believe everybody is an entrepreneur. I believe every black man has the ability, insight, and knowledge within him to be one. That's what I'm saying. I think whether should. he want to activate it or not, that's on him. But the question is, should they? Yeah. Right. Like yes and no. Like should every black man? You have a son. Should you be teaching him entrepreneurship? Every black man should be a part of a entrepreneurship venture with another black man, even if you don't own it. Yes. I like that. Yes. I think um I think it's more about switching over to an asset based mindset. You know what I mean? I don't I, I I wouldn't say that you necessarily have to be an entrepreneur. But if you are thinking in the form of how can I create assets that will that I can monetize, right? So for the person who works all day at their nine-to-five job, which is perfectly fine, and you spend three hours after after work to make a really good YouTube video about X, whatever your interest is, and you do that shit consistently over a course of X, and now you have the popping YouTube page because all of your content is produced, and these are videos that you never have to create again. You sat there for three hours, made it once, talked exactly what you wanted to talk about. It was helpful to somebody else. It's scalable because it's on the Internet. Anybody can watch it. You never have to make this video again, so that's not tied to your time. And then you can get YouTube monetization because now the shit is a million views up and your YouTube page is cracking because you speak about X all the time. I don't think you necessarily have to be an entrepreneur. It's an asset-based mindset. Those videos are assets. Or if you sit down and you write ebooks over a course of three years you done drop five ebooks that are all making money that's an asset based mindset if you're a photographer on your off hours and you sell your your catalog of of images you went out there and shot the protest and you got a bunch of fire ass pictures of of the protest and then time magazine calls you because they want historical documentation of them photos and you sell them shits that's an asset so i don't necessarily think you have to be an entrepreneur if you don't want to if you don't want to because entrepreneurship hard as fuck one, I think we need to talk about that part. It, it, it's, it, it is a very uh, fantasy. Like, we make this shit seem sexy. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah. I try to be very real about how hard it is. But I do want to say this, though. Like, that's like, so you got a lot of 1099 private contractors. They are entrepreneurs. They don't feel like right. it. But because they don't have the acumen or the game, like, bro, you are an entrepreneur. That's what I was going like, to ask. Like, what's the difference like, between that? Like, is it what makes you an entrepreneur versus just being asset minded? Like, if you're a photographer on your um on your off time, is it just 
because it's your off time or is it like you know when because this is how i see it i see i want you to answer that question because like i see it as if entrepreneurship is a game like if you just want to be that uh private independent contractor you're just playing the game and not leveraging all of the cheat codes that we have available as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. like i know a lot of people that are 1099 working now that don't write off nothing their mileage or nothing but you can mm-hmm. like i know people that are working in their homes right now but instead of just getting with an accountant or learning what how much what section they can write off their apartment they don't but you can mm-hmm. so it's like cheat codes we leaving on the table but we all playing a game. So, yeah, I mean, I think you fend for yourself. You pay your own bills. You're entre- you know, you a version of an entrepreneur. I I think I'm I'm looking for business ownership, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't necessarily like you can be a freelancer and you can pay all your bills and you never have to walk into somebody and punch somebody's clock. That's entrepreneurship. That's that's how you choose to spend your time. I did that for a minute, you know what I'm saying? I got I got laid off. I got pushed into entrepreneurship because I was laid off. So I was just sitting there like, okay, I got to do something. Mm. So the first, my instinct is to start hustling just to get something moving. Right. And I figured out that that shit is exhausting. I, I became very opportunistic. I became very selfish because you you become when you in the when you in that space of hunger mm. or struggle, you it, you it, it feels like it. You don't operate at your highest That's height. You also uh, at your highest height because like you're so. You're so emotionally aware of o- right. opportunity, you know what I'm saying? But you also become very – you become selfish by default. Right. It ain't like you want to, but it's just like you get up and go to work. I got to – I eat what I kill. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? So that's a – So how and when did you change? Just time, bro, and just therapy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And keep it a stack. I ain't right. even going to hold you. I think that's that deep. shit – therapy, dog, like that shit, um, that shit so emotionally – like entrepreneurship, one is like the most in- emotionally, physically, and mentally engaged you'll be in anything because it's literally you fending for yourself. Every you know day. what I'm saying for your livelihood, mm-hmm. right? And then don't don't have a girl or kids and shit like that because now you got another layer of, of stuff that's going on, right? Right. So the amount of emotion that you go through trying to pursue something for yourself, it it ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? I think men in most cases wake up on the side of a bed of, of ego or insecurity. You know what I'm saying? You either wake up like, I'm that nigga, and we finna get this shit cracking, or you like, damn, shit is fucked up, and yeah. I'm broke, and I need to figure out what I'm going to do. That's hey, I ain't gonna lie. I fuck with that shit. You know Cause I be on that ego this morning. <laughs> this morning, I'm on that ego yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but nah, man, like, just wanted to uh, make sure the people know how to find you, because you be dropping game like this already mm-hmm. on your social media outlets. Like, just tell the people, how to find you, your product, everything like that. Yeah, um, if we talking about Manhattan Gray, it's just uh, manhattangray.com. That's the actual web, that's the store. Can I do something? Can I do something? All right, so boom, on this YouTube video right now. Well, not, not YouTube. We got to do it on uh, social media. Post a picture of your gray hair. Hashtag, what's your hashtag for your business? Manhattan Gray? Embrace your gray. Em- hashtag embrace your gray. Marketing. Also, <laughs> hashtag... <laughs> What's ours? WBMW. Why black men? Why? WBMW with Embrace Your Gray. Those two hashtags. Post a picture of your gray hair. First five brothers will have brought a product. I got you. Cool. Keep I'll going. send it out. Uh, yeah, ManhattanGray.com. Um, Manhattan Gray on, on um, Instagram. I also have like a vertical page. So it's not even like I, I, I had a product, but then I also wanted to have an audience. 
So there's a page called Black Gray Hair when it's just me reposting a bunch of dope pictures of people with with gray hair. Um, See, I be so. I be trying to get one of them pages, man. I be wanting to get like. I be wanting to do one. I just I suck at that shit. Like it take time. It do. It do. You gotta have that mind to do it. It's not a lot of black people stock images out there. So like no, he doing real. I'm just Kraus. I'm on internet. I I hashtag uh, for one. I I was surprised that black gray hair was available. So I snapped that shit up real quick. But look, the domain guys smiled upon you. (laughs) That's what I call it. it. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, once you start posting, I think that's where. The, the idea solidified itself because I was posting so many different people and then I had them start sending me quotes and stuff like that and they was they started talking to each other like damn like I, I cut my hair I used to dye my hair I used to do this I used to do that so I started to like understand the, the real pain points of people with gray hair mm. and um that's so I, that's my audience and then I got the product to service that audience as well you know that's when I'm cutting my like I don't, I'm not cutting my locks till I can get that Salt and pepper. I want to see that gray in my shit. Yeah, that shit gonna be slick. <laughs> ain't gonna lie. I can't wait to get like, some salt and pepper in my beard. <laughs> that, that's a goal for me. I ain't gonna lie. That's bro. crazy to hear y'all even say that, bro. This gray hair had me super insecure. Yeah, because so you grew with it, right? Yeah, you grew with it. Like, we, you grew with it. You like, like ten years old. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's a difference, right? It's like almost like the gap. The gap was not sexy back in the day. Yeah. Now. Shot us with the gap. She be like, God damn, Shot, I got that gap. Look, look, now, <laughs> now, now, my daughter about to have a gap, and I'm like, you better get you some braces. I don't want niggas in the gap, damn. You know, <laughs> I'm dead, bro. You don't need to be seeing that so, gap now. They be so, like, what's up with that gap? Like, man, so, gaps so, are beautiful, though. So it's different when you grew with it versus when you actually got to see, like, now we're in the, it's cool. Like, that great shit cool. That bro. shit crazy yeah. to me, bro. Well, like <laughs> you said, because even women embracing it now, like that, that, yeah. that silver. Mm-hmm. Especially like when it's natural, it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, then you have that skin tone. You yeah. like, damn, yeah, I know I'll be on the mole later. So, but that's why I like Donna Brazil so much. I'll be <laughs> like, she did be talking, but man, she's beautiful with yeah. that gray and then the, 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 the mocha yeah. chocolate skin. It's like, man, the gray and the mocha. Yeah. So, I'm on the whole world, bro, out there. It's crazy. I did not know that shit existed. Like, Storm. Storm yeah. in the Storm. comics. She's been yeah. there. She's well, the yeah, first Storm. one. Yeah. So to so all the brothers, man, we really want to rally around this brother. We want to support his product. We sure. definitely want to get behind him. He's doing great things, Appreciate amazing that. things in our community. Even if you ain't got gray hair, buy that shit for later. Like, pull that shit out 10 years later. Like, man, what that shit was? <laughs> like, but support a brother, man. And he doing amazing things. Uh, we just want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. Do us a favor. This is your first time watching. Click the subscribe button at the bottom. Follow us on social media. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Why Black Man Why podcast, hosted by yours truly, L. <laughs> Mark and Keith. Boy, stay in school. Stay in school.